Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. In the gun, episode 142, I'm Skylar Callahan. That is the signal caller, Jed Drenning. We've got a schedule, finally, and uh, we're able to talk about it here today. We're going to give our thoughts. We're going to look at the structure of it. Uh, our, our, I don't know if we'll get into the predictions or anything, but we'll take a look here uh, at some of the interesting notes uh, on the schedule. But first, as always, our show is brought to you by Bet Online, where the game starts. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And our folks at Toothman Ford, where cars cost less in Grafton. So West Virginia, we already knew the opponents. We didn't know the dates, which was uh, what we were waiting on. So today... Yeah. We find out that West Virginia will open up Big 12 Conference play against Kansas following the backyard brawl, which is the exact same scenario uh, that happened two years ago where West Virginia lost the backyard brawl in a heartbreaker. We all know what happened uh, when we all thought the the earth was coming to an end when West Virginia lost to Kansas in overtime in the JT Daniels-led Mountaineers. So, Jed, uh, where do you want to start here? I mean, we've got seven home games, technically eight if you really want to count the pit game as a home game because, I mean, that's uh, you know easy trip for West Virginia. That's right. Uh, I, I say start at the top, and the reason I say that, when you look at the Penn State game, uh, developments in, in recent weeks and the coaching carousel made that more intriguing uh, in the sense that we're going to be facing a Penn State team in the opener that's going to be rolling out a brand new offense under a new OC and Andy Kudelnicki, a brand new defense under a new defensive coordinator, Tom Allen, formerly the head coach in Indiana. So we're going to be playing, you know, trying to connect some dots and play some guesswork. When you have an opener against new coordinators like that, you have to try and, and, uh, and make your most educated guess. Whereas Penn state kind of knows what to expect. They're going to have a lot more tape to study. So as Penn state comes to Morgantown, uh, for the first time in three decades, that ticket is going to be in cool. such incredibly high demand. It's going to be an incredible environment to kick off the 2024 season. A Penn State team that that figures, yes, they're going to lose potentially even three top 20 picks in the NFL. I mean, they could land three of those kids in the top 20. We'll see how the draft goes. But uh, they have a lot back. They have a lot back. Uh, they're going to be at least pushing the top 10, if not in it. Uh, we'll spend more time, as we've talked about in the past, this offseason discussing whether or not West Virginia will potentially be a ranked football team heading into that Penn State game. So, uh, yeah, all eyes are going to be on Morgantown, August 31st. You hope that game's under the lights. Who knows? The TV powers that be will decide. Uh, from that, you jump into Albany, a pretty good FCS team. We talked about Skyler. They threw a scare into Marshall last year. They were competitive on the road way out at Hawaii last year. Uh, a playoff team that won a couple games in the FCS playoffs. Uh, they come to town on September 7th, the week before West Virginia uh, returns to Pittsburgh uh, for the backyard brawl. Now, what's interesting about that, when you look at the schedules, uh, West Virginia heading September 14th to Pitt, the way Pitt's schedule lays out, the week before they play West Virginia, they travel to Cincinnati to face the same Bearcat squad, which beat them in Pittsburgh a year ago and kind of sent them reeling. And then the week after they play West Virginia, they actually got the Youngstown State Penguins come to town. So they got a rivalry game against this <laughs> FCS team that's beaten them in the past. So who knows what to expect there. But 
Backyard Brawl, September 14th, as you talked about. <clears throat> Irrespective of what happens against Pitt, you know it's going to be an emotionally charged game. These rivalry matchups always are. That's why it's a concern who you're playing a week later. And so it's less than optimal to be playing an incredibly dangerous Kansas team uh, with Lance Leipold's crew coming to town to kick off league play on September 21st. So it's going to be, I would imagine, all hands on deck. Yeah. From there, uh, I think this is an interesting little wrinkle. Uh, when I first saw our schedule, depending on who you asked, it was kind of sort of out yesterday. So you had a bit of a peek at it. It wasn't official. Okay. So, uh, but you had a sense that, okay, this is the way things are going to line up. West Virginia is going to have a bye week before going to Stillwater for the matchup against Oklahoma State October 5th. Now, let's frame this properly. Oklahoma State returns just about everyone. Everybody. They're yeah. pushing 20 starters back. So I'd say a lot of folks are going to have them pegged as the favorite to win this league, at least among those teams that will be in the hunt. So a loaded Oklahoma State team in Stillwater October 5th. But again, West Virginia will have a bye week before going to Stillwater. Today, when the other Big 12 teams' schedules became available, there were a host of things I wanted to see out of the other schedules uh, in the sense that how's it line up against when they play West Virginia, what are they coming in of, what are coming out of, what are they going into. First thing I wanted to see, I jumped to Oklahoma State schedule. Very first thing I checked with the other team's schedules. I wanted to know, do they also have the same buy that West Virginia has the week of September 28th before that game? And the answer is no. Oklahoma State plays Kansas State. So West Virginia, at least, yes, we're going on the road to Stillwater, but at least we will have a buy, whereas Oklahoma State won't. It's not often we find ourselves as the team receiving that benefit. So I, I, when's the last time it happened, Skyler? You Gosh. and I were trying to, to think of that. I, I don't remember. I, I think it predates Neil Brown. It, I mean, that's, it just, it, it, that's just the feeling of it. I mean, it's it's been a long, long time. And, I mean, it, it's, it does suck, like what you said with the Kansas thing. I mean, this is the, the most hype this team is going to have going into a season, yeah. maybe ever. I mean, I don't remember Kansas ever receiving this much attention in the offseason, rightfully so. Um, but this is a tough stretch that I mentioned to you before we hopped on here was these first four games in Big 12 play, I mean, obviously any year you have the first four, they're going to determine a lot, but they're really going to be what is the barometer, I feel, for this team in 2024 because if you get out of that four-game stretch, I'm not going to say you're smooth sailing all the way to the finish line, but things lighten up in the back half of that schedule where you feel pretty good about your chances. We'll get to that here in a second. Nobody supports the Blue and Gold Mountaineers like Toothman Ford. With over 20 NIL deals and counting, Toothman Ford continues to rally behind our student athletes. And it's time we rally and support the dealer that supports the Mountaineers. Not only does Toothman Ford offer the best prices in the state on pre-owned, their never-over MSRP campaign on new Fords guarantee to, to save, save you thousands. thousands. Drive with pride all season long, knowing you're supporting the dealer that fuels our Mountaineers. Toothman Ford, where cars cost less. In Grafton and at ToothmanFord.com. For more West Virginia Mountaineer football content, be sure to follow us on Twitter at In the Gun Podcast. For nearly 20 years, Fortis has been the nation's leader in providing guaranteed roof performance programs for commercial buildings. Fortis offers roof performance solutions that feature extensive initial and ongoing reconditioning for commercial buildings as an alternative to traditional replacement 
with long-term performance guarantees that are backed by global leader Lloyd's of London. Fortis offers a comprehensive range of roof performance management programs that provide financial security, extend the life of our customers' roofs, and make a significant impact on ROI. Fortis is currently improving performance and increasing ROI for customers at more than 4,800 locations with more than 140 million square feet protected, including many Fortune 500 companies that have turned to Fortis to save money, gain financial certainty, and extend the life of their existing roofs. Fortis has helped customers save more than $520 million in capital roof replacement costs for an average ROI of over 250%. To learn more, visit fortis.us.com. Fortis, roof performance and financial certainty guaranteed. If you work the land, you just got to be a jack-of-all-trades type. There's just too much to do. So if you got to be a welder or a farmer or a ditch digger, that's just who you are that day. And tomorrow, you can be somebody else. Get your coyote at the new location of Johnston Equipment between Weston and Buckhannon. Who knows? It's it's January 30th, right? I mean, there's going to be so much stuff that happens between now and the time they kick things off in in uh, against Penn State on August 31st. And note here too, which we did some investigating on. This is our hunch, by the way. We're not trying to to ruin any spoilers or anything like that, or, or spoil anything, if you will. But the backyard brawl probably not going to be a night game. Pirates play at 6:40 against the Kansas City Royals that night. Me and my wife are going to go either that night after the backyard brawl or the day before, because I'm a, I'm a deranged pirates fan. I don't know why I do that, but um, so they're playing at six forty. You can almost, <laughs> you can almost. Well, Skyler, it might please you to know I'm a fully recovered pirates fan. Well, I, I, in other words, I, I went from documenting every pitch for years growing up to, I haven't watched the pitch in five years, <laughs> fully recovered. <laughs> Well, maybe I'll get there one day. Maybe I will. But I'm holding on by a thread right now. So you can almost guarantee that game's going to be a noon kickoff. There's no way in heck that they're going to want to put that at the same time. Traffic would be a nightmare. So you can almost assume that the backyard brawl is going to be a noon game. And I guess it could it could benefit West Virginia just in case the pit faithful like to show up for that one. Um, I don't think that they will. But um, – yeah, we'll see what happens. So I guess those fir those first four games here. I mean, you look at the schedule. Um, I had it pulled up here. Um, so you have Kansas, obviously, to kick off Big 12 play. You go to Stillwater. You come back home for two against Iowa State and Kansas State. And I feel if you can just split those, those first two home games between Kansas and Iowa State – or excuse me, the, the, the first two after Oklahoma State, Iowa State and Kansas State, if you at worst split, I think you're in a really good spot because you got Arizona, which I don't know what they're going to look like by the time the season rolls around. They say they're all going to stay there, but who knows? But, I mean, Judd, you just look up and down the schedule. There's a lot of yellow, which means home games. There's the, the first road game is at Pitt, and that's really a home game, like I just said. You really don't hit the road until October. You come back home for two. You go to Arizona. Cincinnati is a quick trip. I mean, there's really no tough spot in terms of the travel on the schedule. I wanted to see what kind of burden there would be with these lengthy trips. And <clears throat> first of all, coming out of the Oklahoma State game, returning home immediately with no time to recover against that back-to-back -back, uh, slate with Iowa State and K-State, which figure to be two of the better defensive football teams in the league. 
Yeah. So you like to think that through the month of September against battle-tested competition, against elite competition, uh, we'll come out of September hopefully humming on the offensive side of the football and very well-oiled, uh, as opposed to facing those types of defensive teams where you're still trying to work some of the kinks out. Maybe that could matter. Of course, one of the storylines you figure with Iowa State coming to town the last time they were here, we handed them the Brocktober surprise with Super yeah. Bowl quarterback Brock Purdy suffering his first loss as a starter in the month of October at Iowa State. But now you have Rocco Beck. So that's going to be a heck of a storyline. Rocco Beck played good football last year. Uh, he's coming to Morgantown, and Iowa State was a football team that in true road games last year, remember, they recovered after losing to a MAC team early. They recovered. They lost to Iowa. They lost to a MAC team. They bounced back, and they were 4-2 and two in true road games last year. So – Something to contend with there. You know K-State is going to be a, a an absolute handful. What intrigues me, and I don't know, that K-State game is on October 19th. I haven't decided if this is good news or bad news. This is the week before the Sunflower Showdown against Kansas, which is Ooh. a big rivalry game for K-State. And with Kansas now humming, it's a true rivalry. It's not what it was, let's say, five years ago uh, with this unilateral beat now so lopsided each year. So you would think that, okay, is there going to be a distraction? Is there going to be a lack of focus from Chris Kleiman's crew a week ahead of a rivalry game against Kansas? So what I did was I went back and I looked. Since Chris Kleiman got to Manhattan, here is what Kansas State has done the week before the Sunflower Showdown. Ooh. They won 59-25 to 25 last year. Two years ago, they beat us in Morgantown 48-31. to 31. In 2021, they won 31 to 12. In 2020, they won 21 to 14. In 2019, they beat Oklahoma. They're five and zero under Chris Kleiman. You talk about a focused football team. So I'm not so sure we can hedge our bets about getting a uh, lack of advantage distraction. You know, a lack of focus distraction advantage there. So we'll see. But it's always interesting to see what comes before, what comes after, what kind of football team, what version of that football team you can expect. But apparently, uh, K State. Uh, has a track record under Chris Chris Kleiman of remaining focused irrespective of who comes up on the schedule after that. Now, the Arizona trip uh, is probably the one I was fearing the most. I did not want a Thursday night game in Tucson, Arizona. I just didn't <laughs> for my own personal reasons. So it is a Saturday game. It's October 26th. I'll be home for Halloween. That's cool. I can take my kid trick-or-treating. But I think the Big 12 was somewhat kind to us here because there's not a true bye week the following week, but there's a half bye week. So yep. what plays out is we go to Tucson after back-to-back -back home games. We go to Tucson, take the long journey out west. We return home. We don't have a game the following Saturday, but we do have a game either the following Thursday night or Friday night. That part hasn't been decided. It's scheduled as either Thursday or Friday, and it's our shortest conference road trip at Cincinnati to Nippert. So we'll return to Nippert on campus for the first time since 2009 because the last time we were in Cincinnati of course was 11 we were in the Big East and uh we played that game with Paul Brown that was the game That's that right. uh, Zach Kalaros you know got injured when Bruce sacked him in the end zone and Zach Kalaros by the way still winning Grey Cups in the CFL that blows my mind forever. yeah Ian Smith blocked that field goal at the end big win started that stretch run for us to go to the Orange Bowl that landed uh, landed us in the Orange Bowl against Clemson so you have that and then we return home and here's our final stretch run. We have Baylor at home on November 16th. Now, of course, knock on wood, West Virginia unbeaten. Uh, what is it now? 6-0 and uh, in Morgantown against Baylor. Uh, so you hope that continues. And you saw that, that Baylor, irrespective of what their record might have been last year, was a handful for us in that finale in Waco. 
and I would expect something of a bounce back year for Dave Aranda. I think he's too good of a coach not to see yeah. that new coordination, of course, with Jake on the offensive side of the football. So again, November 16th, we'll see how that plays out. But another one, November 23rd, Central Florida, our final home game of the regular season. And if you had an opportunity to drag a Central Florida team to Morgantown on any day, make it your last home game of the season. (laughs) Now, of course, Morgantown can be finicky with the weather. I remember one year playing UCF on Thanksgiving weekend. It was like 60-something. Oh, yeah. But you would expect adverse conditions for the Knights coming up here to Morgantown. You hope so. Of course, the Knights will now be led by Arkansas quarterback transfer K.J. Jefferson. I'm just a nerd. One of the things I had to do is I'm like, hey, is K.J. a cold-weather guy, or did he grow up in the South as well? He's a Mississippi kid. So if we get adverse conditions in, in November, maybe that will benefit West Virginia. And then the trip that we, uh, again, another trip that I've dreaded traditionally, it's just a tough, rugged road trip. And that is November 30th to wrap up the regular season in Lubbock at Texas Tech. Now, under ideal circumstances. I mean, You'd be fine to get into Dallas. Under, uh, that's just it. Under some circumstances, you might look at this. They wouldn't be ideal and say, well, hey, if you got to play a game way out there in Lubbock, at least it's not going to impact whoever you play the next week because you, you have recovery time There's no, and you don't have to travel again or you don't have to worry about the impact that that game traveling all the way to Lubbock had on you. Well, you're trying to play or vie for an opportunity to turn around and go back to Dallas. So yeah. that could be a kind of a rugged stretch going all the way to Lubbock, most likely coming back to Morgantown, turning back around, going to Dallas to play in Jerry World. Let's hope that's an issue we have to deal with. I really hope that's an issue we have to deal with. Uh, but that's that's kind of just some of the initial notes. Uh, of course, we're sitting here with 90-plus kids on scholarship, and you're allowed 85, right? <laughs> yeah. So there's going to be a few changes between right. this discussion in January and the Penn State game on August 31st. But as things stand now, that's a kind of some of my initial reactions in terms of checking to see. Like, we, we talked about the bye week before Oklahoma State. Remember that stretch week? Of course, we remember that long-suffering stretch against Texas Tech from 2018, or excuse me, 2019, all the way through last year. Last year was our first win against them since the 18 season with Will Greer. Well, part of that was they kept lining up for Texas Tech. They had a bye week before they played us. Yeah. And we didn't have a bye week. So it was very beneficial to them. The question is, will it be a benefit to us in much the same way against a very talented and loaded Oklahoma State team? So I do have some questions, but a lot of intrigue on the schedule. Now I can finally put and submit my dates uh, for my time off to Pfizer. I mean, I remember back in the days, this thing came out in, in November, yeah. you know, uh, yeah, and here we are really almost into February. But uh, I'm just happy to have some dates before me. Now I can start tinkering with the other team's schedules, the other team's matchups, where they fall, how that might land. But uh, initial looks at all of them. But what other thoughts do you have, Skyler? Yeah, so, I mean, I, I think – well, first of all, I had I, I you brought this up. I think you said some you had some funny stories from Lubbock a time or two before. I wanted to ask: Have you ever had a tortilla thrown at you? At me? Uh, it, it's basically in the direction. Well, maybe throwing up mud at the wall, something's going to stick. But I, you know, <laughs> as I as I've written about before, it's my understanding that they're technically contraband. Okay, so at least by virtue of policy. So they have to be smuggled in. So my first question, I, I don't think they're openly carrying. I'm not up there, you know, yeah. in, in the gates watching the, the fans roll in. Uh, so if in fact it is contraband, that to be smuggled in, where are they being smuggled? 
Right. That, that's always been my first question. And uh, I, I don't know where that what, what that tortilla has touched, but, but they do go <laughs> fine. I mean, they they it should be a competition down there. Go. Those things make some cover some ground in the air. And, and I remember, uh, you know, Owen had said when we lost the game down there, of course, that week, two years ago, he said, hey, if we win the game, bring one home. I'm eating it. <laughs> and uh, I, I'd already decided, you know what? If we win the game, I'm going to bring one home, but it's going to be from the shop and save in Davis. It's not going to be <laughs> from Lovey. I'm not, I'm not having not salmonella or nose water. Yeah. But uh, it's it's a when, – when Texas Tech is in a good place, um, and, you know, a lot's expected of Joey McGuire's club. They finished strong. They bounced back. They had high expectations last year and kind of underachieved, but they bounced back down the stretch. They're going to have some high expectations again this year. They recruited very well. Uh, he's a fan favorite. Uh, it, you think that's going to be a meaningful football game uh, to close oh, yeah. out the season at the, end of, at the end of November. So if, in fact, it is a meaningful football game on the Texas Tech side, then that means that that crowd is going to be a challenge. I mean, it can be. Um, yeah. I mean, they get into it. They're passionate. Now, it's one of those things that there's been times we took them out of it when they were playing so-so football, got a big lead, and the crowd wasn't much of a factor. But but if they're if they're humming, that's one of those crowds that, that plays a role. So, uh, yeah, it's just, just to envision, hopefully you're in a situation where you're, you're making that trip with a ton of stuff on the line. Yeah. That's what you're hoping for. Yeah, that's I what mean, you're hoping for. To me, I mean, you always want to be playing. That this is the one thing that we've been talking about really over the last couple of years is playing meaningful football in November, right? And to me, that's the one area I always look at it on the schedule is November. What do you have? So you have the short trip to Cincinnati. You have Baylor and UCF at home. Baylor's trying to find answers. They're trying to get back on track. UCF, they're still trying to get back into their 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 days pre big 12 they got a lot to do a lot to do in terms of building that depth down there and again you're That's two other things i point to scholar with both cincinnati and ucf this came to mind as well we get both of them in november when yeah. if depth's going to matter it's going to matter later in the year exactly. and they're still working towards building big 12 caliber depth so that could serve as an advantage as well and let me ask you this do you remember the last time because once again, we're on the road to close the regular season. Do you remember the last time we closed the regular season at home? I'm going to say it does. Does it go all the way back to Kansas? It seems no. like it's been a while. Wilbur, Baylor. Will Greer, Kyler Murray. Oh, that's right. That's right. I was going to say Baylor, Kyler Howard, so but that's right. Here's what's yeah. interesting. Five consecutive seasons now. We've closed the regular season on the road. Four of those were Thanksgiving weekend. I know because I had to fly on Black Friday and leave my family <laughs> behind. And But what's interesting, in those five games, we've closed the regular season five straight years on the road. This will be the sixth. We're four and one in those five road games. So what you're saying is... Yeah, so interesting. It's just, it's interesting. It all well, started with a 2019 win at TCU. You know, that's double-digit underdogs. But yeah. So, uh, lot to chew on. The one thing that I also wanted to note too is because you guys did a really good job of talking about it each each and every week after you guys come back. We talk to Big Daddy every Monday, and you talk about the venues and stuff. Last year was almost like every week we were talking about this. Is you guys' first trip to this venue. This year yeah. you got one new venue. Got that's one. Arizona, and you got have one. also one new head coach, and that is also Arizona. So. 
There's a lot of continuity here uh, with the schedule. I think it's two. I've never been to Jerry World, so let's hope it's two. Oh, there you go. Wise guy. I like like to take a frying pan fishing with me, right? (laughs) So let's let's hope it's two. So there you have it, the West Virginia schedule, uh, starting things off August 31st against Penn State, kicking off Big 12 play against Kansas. Big uh, and then rounding things out at the end of the year, senior day against UCF on November 23rd, and then to end the season November 30th against Texas Tech. And as Jed just noted, a week before they make the trip back out there to Fort Worth for the Big 12 championship. So we'll see how things all shake out. Obviously, a lot of things moving and shaking between now and then. Also, wanted to note too uh, those that are not on the schedule this year but will be in in the uh, upcoming years Utah, Colorado, Arizona State, BYU. BYU, Houston, and TCU, and then back on the slate, as we already mentioned, Iowa State, Kansas State, and Kansas. So 16 teams. It's crazy to believe that we've gone from 10 to 12 to back down to 10 to back up to all the way up to 16, and and who knows where this thing will be come June when that's just typically the time of year that it always happens. So. 14 minus two plus four divided into six. Yeah, Yeah. there you go. We're we're going to have to get – we're going to have to get Charles Wesley Godwin's thoughts yes. on the schedule. Yes. As, See what games uh, he's he going to be on the show. Yes. Mm-hmm. As we, so. as we drop Friday, he tapes Thursday night with us. Uh, I'll tell you what, I've been watching the, uh, the Joe Rogan episode with uh, CWG. I've and, caught a few uh, minutes though. It's pretty interesting. He continues to be an impressive cat. He really does. Yeah. He's just impressed. Two weeks ago, three weeks ago, he's on Joe Rogan. And usually that that is kind of a launching pad to bigger things as it is now for him, uh, all the way up to in the gun. So <laughs> exactly, <Yeah. laughs> he is going to be in the gun. That is right. So make sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube at In the Gun Podcast to get notified when that video drops with Charles Wesley Godwin, Mister Fourteen himself. Uh, also, another thank you to Fortis and Johnston Equipment. Be sure to stop by. Uh, Johnston Equipment on Exit 99, Route 33, and uh, we'll have everything for you covered. We're going to talk a lot about this schedule coming up here soon. We're, this isn't going to be the final time. We're probably going to get into way too early predictions. Lord knows what we're going to get into. It's a long off offseason. Um, but, yeah, definitely make sure you catch that Charles Wesley Godwin episode. It's going to be a lot of fun. Who knows? Maybe he'll even play a song or two. We'll see. We'll see if we can get him to do that. Well, Owen can talk him into. Yeah. yeah. With, with Owen maybe singing, right? That would be kind of cool to see a little bit right there. But uh, incredible. Yeah, yeah. it's he's going to be an amazing guest. And and we brainstormed some other guests to come uh, in this offseason as well. But, yeah, it's I tell you what, you know, he did Tony's pod. uh, He did uh, Joe Rogan. He's just an impressive dude. When you when you have a chance to listen to him talk, he is just an insightful guy. He's just a very sensible, uh, deep thinking dude. Which how's he buddies with Owen? I mean, how how did that ever happen, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, we're taking shots of that. Today. But yeah, he's not here to defend himself, right? Why not? He's 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 a great dude from from what I gather, and I can't wait to meet him and, and talk to him here when we record tomorrow. It's gonna be a lot of fun. You can just tell Owen's he's a West Virginia guy. Yeah, I mean he's but I mean really Owen Owen has known him for years since literally his first days of playing, like back yeah. when Owen had the saloon. And uh, CWG was was playing his first notes. I mean, he would pop into the saloon, and, and sometimes Owen, a lot of times Owen would play with him, you know, because Owen does have a musical background. We're gonna have to get him moving. Believe it or not, yeah, season. he does. Yeah, he does. He does, and uh, he's a he's a Renaissance man. Old Big O is. Yeah, 
Yeah, so we'll make sure uh, to hit that subscribe button. Like I said, In The Gun Podcast. We'll be back with another episode dropping. Uh, I'm trying to think of my days here. Thursday, right? Or no, Friday. It'll be Thursday. Friday. It'll drop Thursday. Friday. That's the plan. And unless, again, CWG, very busy he, man. Exactly. So you got to assume something might come up. I mean, if it does, it's not the end of the world. speaking but... here. Yes, he will be that's the plan. He will be here on Friday on YouTube and all your uh, podcast platforms that you get us at. So make sure... You hit that subscribe button, you follow us, give us a like, and as always, tell be an ear and tell an ear about your favorite new WB football podcast. You have been in the gun. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.